But that leads me into uh, what, what's going on today and what, what I'm talking about. We've been talking about being productive and about bearing fruit and um, really about walking this Christian life out successfully. And I, I read a story about this box truck, store delivery truck, making its rounds. And each time it came to a stoplight, the driver would get out with a two by four and start banging on the back of the box truck. Pulled up, went to the next stop, did the same thing. Finally, somebody stopped him and said, what are you doing? And he said, I've got a two ton truck and I'm carrying four tons of canaries and I got to keep two ton of them in the air at all times. (laughs) Is that you? It's literally what I'm asking. You know, we have such hectic lives, um, stress-filled, action-packed, no time. And some of you are like that truck driver, and you need to lighten your load. But I want to begin with a survey with you. My first question is, how low do you let your gas tank get before you fill up? Now, be honest. You don't have to say anything to me, but be honest with yourself. How low do you let it get? How many of you would say, I let mine get down to about a a quarter empty? That means three quarters full. Now, I want you to know there are some people like that. Most aren't, but there are some that you use just a little bit. They want to go ahead and get it filled up. How many of you would say when it hits half full? Anybody willing? Yeah, there's a couple hands. Half full. You refill? How many of you wait till it's three quarters empty? How many of you wait till it's five miles past the yellow light? (laughs) Y'all are fun. I want to backtrack just for a second. Um, You guys are doing so good with worship. I feel like uh, I had one of my worship team members, leaders, say, I think you could have just stopped singing and the congregation would have just taken it. And really, that's that's really what we're trying to do is just, just to help the church body get going. We're not here to do certain things. We're not here to try to punch certain tickets. We're, we're here to, to bring the congregation into the presence of the Lord and then let God do his thing. And during Oceans, I felt like I could pick a couple of you out singing, and y'all sounded good. I told somebody, I said, I think I hear this guy singing, and he can sing. Uh, and then during All My Hope, uh, Ron, my other drummer, said, I think you could have just stopped singing, and they would have just taken it. Um, you guys are doing so good. Uh, As I encourage you, and you're feeding back with me on on my sermon, it helps so much to interact. Have you ever been in a relationship where all they do is just suck the gas out of you? Well, have you ever considered maybe you're the one that's sucking the gas out of them? We never think that. We're going to be talking about that over the next few weeks about Um, you know, you let it get down to five miles past empty. Let me ask you one more question. Who here has ran out of gas? It's not a fun situation, is it? Elizabeth and I once traveled to her grandparents in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we were in this Tahoe that I had, and we were driving, and I, I am a 
I'm kind of a math person. I'm not great at math, but I like numbers. I literally sometimes, if I'm not watching myself, I'll count steps and I do weird stuff. Um, but I'd watched the mileage on my car and I knew we had gone over what we should have gone over. But my ga- gauge said I still had over a quarter of a tank. And I'm like, I know better. And we're in Fort Wayne, we're in the town, and I'm like, something's wrong. So what do I do? I go and tap on the dash. And it goes, <laughs> And about that time, we ran out of gas. Had to have her grandparents come and get us. It was humiliating. I was humiliated. I'm, I'm the new guy in town. They barely know me, and here I am, some dope, showing up with an, their granddaughter out of gas. If y'all bring boys home that run y'all out of gas, that's not a good thing. I'm talking to my oldest daughter. She's already married. It's too late for me to have that discussion. They've already sealed the deal. Why did you run out of gas? Today, I want to try to give you a problem. I'm just going to get started, but I want to give you 10 reasons why we run out of gas. Because I believe that the same thing in your gas tank um, is a parallel to your life. The way you're handling your life, your emotional life, your relational life, your financial life. And I think they parallel situations in your life. So 10 reasons why we run out of gas. How many of you know you can run out of gas emotionally? Of course you can. What about spiritually? How about relationally? Can anybody run out of gas financially? There are 10, there are more than 10, but I'm going to give you 10 reasons why cars run out of gas and actually parallel this to your life. Number one, not starting out full. How you start your day sets your day. And if you don't start out with a full tank, you're going to be running on empty by the end of the day. You have to start out your day with a full tank emotionally, spiritually. Anybody here ever missed sleep? Think about how that affects the rest of your day. It changes everything. It changes your attitude. It changes your passion. It changes your temper. It changes your energy. It changes everything. Number two, being too busy to pause and refuel. Now, I know as a driver, sometimes we just think, I've got to get to the next thing. I do not have time to, to fill up. And whatever happens, happens. You're in a hurry. You're busy. And you know you need to get gas, but you think, I'll just push it just a little bit farther because I don't have time to pause. I'm already late for my appointment, and I don't have time to get gas. When you're too busy to pause and to refuel, you're going to run out. You're no good to anyone when you run out of gas. And that's true in your life. You've got to take a regular period in time to stop and refuel spiritually, refuel emotionally, refuel. Renewing your relationships. I've heard many, many successful people, many successful Christians talk about how when they are in need of more time, 
they spend more time with the Lord. Has anybody ever heard that? I've really got a busy schedule this week, so I'm going to pray an extra hour today. And how somehow when we refuel spiritually, our day still, our time still fits. There is something significant spiritually about when you give time to God. It's like Elizabeth said in the offering. When we sow time, we get time. Seed time and harvest goes with everything that you do from your emotional, emotional state to your relational state to your financial state. If you're sowing financially, you're going to reap financially. If you're sowing mercy, you're going to reap mercy. If you're sowing judgment, Scripture says specifically, when you sow judgment, you're going to receive judgment. So when it comes to our time, we've got to sow time. We've got to sow time spiritually to the Lord. Number three, you're unaware of leaks. So I know that more than likely, if you had a leak in your gas tank, you would, how would you know it? You'd smell it. It's kind of hard to miss. Gas is a hard smell to miss. But how many of you know in your life, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you can spring leaks? Anybody here ever had a financial leak that you didn't realize was happening until it was too late? They happen. You've got charges that are coming out of your account that you don't even remember signing up for. But you get in such a hurry, you don't stop, take account of what's going on, and put an end to it. All you got to do is call the person and say, I'm canceling. And if they don't want to cancel, cancel the card that is charging. If they don't like it, they'll call you. I once had a situation where it was with waste management at our, at our oil change that we wanted to change how we were handling our trash, picking up oil filters and used oil. So we just called and said, we're going to change. They said, you can't change. You have to wait three months to change. I said, I don't care what the contract says. We are shutting it off. If you want to try to sue us, go ahead and sue us. We've been with you for 10 years. We're stopping. You know what they did? They accepted it. But we could have gone on paying four times what that fee should have been, but except we went with someone else that saved us four times the amount, but it took someone to stop and look at it and say, this looks wrong. It's why we have the body of Christ. It's why we have small groups so that as we're interacting together and I'm saying, Justin, man, my life is like this and this is going on and I just can't get a grip. And he says, well, what's going on? Well, this is going on. Well, wait a minute. Something's off with that. Somebody's charging you on the back door and it's draining your account. Let's try to walk through this together and put a plug in that hole. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. Then plug it, dear Henry. God, in his infinite wisdom, does not want you to be leaking where you don't, aren't supposed to leak. Your temper has a short fuse because you have a leak that you don't know that's causing you to go empty and then somebody presses your button and there you show up with that nasty temper. There is a reason for that. It's not the other person. It's you. 
Your explosion is not because of the way someone else acted. That's stepping on somebody's toes. But let me tell you, those are toes that need to be stepped on. Your temper is you. And more than likely, you've got a leak. You get that leak filled, you're going to become tolerant. You're going to become patient. You're going to become loving. You're going to become understanding. You're going to be able to overlook. You're going to be able to cover sin. But when you have zero tolerance, it's because you've got nothing in reserve. Is anybody here? Relationships can, have these, can be these hidden leaks in your life. And so can responsibilities. I want you to know that you've got some, relation, some relationships that are causing you to spring leaks. You've got unhealthy relationships that are just causing you trouble. Another thing that can cause you to spring leaks are responsibilities. Now, not all responsibilities are bad, but not everybody needs to have every responsibility. Number four, this one's a big one. Ignoring the owner's manual and pushing the limits. So, I have a, uh, I, I, we just traded cars. I got another used car uh, from my Prius, this old, I'm sorry, it was a junky 2008 Prius, and just got a new, a new, a 2015 Toyota. And as awesome as that car is, the gas mileage stinks. I really sacrificed a lot for that. Now I get space and I get cool, and it's got Bluetooth. Now my, my Prius didn't. Uh, it was old, but by George, I never had to go to the gas station. I won big time on my budget. So I got this new car and I'm filling it up. Cars come in and out and there I still am. Still filling up. So I get out my phone, and I'm like, what's the fuel capacity on this car? 23 gallons. Oh, this is going to hurt. I think it held eight or nine and went forever. I tell you this to tell you, Scripture will tell you where your limits and what, what your capabilities and what God designed you to do. No matter how much I pray, no matter how much I sing, no matter how much I run around and, and, and do all kinds of spiritual things, I'm never going to extend that 23-gallon tank. It's always going to be 23 gallons. That's what it's going to hold. God's called me to do something. I'm never going to be more than that. Now, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me according to his word and according to the way he created me. Not some outlandish, stupidity, ignorant way of thinking that I may think I can, I can go farther than what God created me to be. Can anyone hear me? No matter how much I pray over my 23-gallon car, it's going to go for 23 gallons. And then it's going to run out. God's given me wisdom to stop and pull over and find a gas station. 
but we push the limits on our life. We push the limits on our schedule. We push the limits on our relationships. We push the limits on our time. We push the limits on our finances. God says, be good stewards over your money. Not go out here and be stupid with your money and then expect God to do some great financial blessing. That's a very hard thing that we had to learn was we were praying and giving, but we were being stupid with our money. Sorry, that math don't add up. So what happened was we got with Joe McGee, we got with Larry Burkett, we got with Ron and Sarah Nelson, with Dave Ramsey, and we started changing the way that we handled our money. There was no miracle involved. It was God's plan. Can anyone hear me? There is some real things to happen with us if we will change according to God's word. Your stress level is going to go down. God did not create you and create this earth so that you would walk this earth and be completely stressed out all the time. Feel terrible, sleep terrible, not have two dimes to, to rub together. That's not the blessing of the king. But we are allowing every tank in our life to run empty. And we ignore the owner's manual. Do you know that however many gallons my car holds is in that owner's manual? Who here has ever looked at their owner's manual in the last five years that didn't just get their car? Justin's a nerd. So he worked for me at the car wash way years ago. And what kind of car was it that you had? He had a protege, and I believe he had the 6,000-page book that went along with it. I am not kidding. He needed a cart to pull that book. So you don't count. Okay, it's 11.44. I'm going to stop on this one. I'll do one more. Hold on. Vols are up 40, 17. <laughs> 40 to 17, vols are up. Still the first half. So I said something about them last week, and they just got drilled by Auburn. Saying I thought I'm not going to bring them up today, but... Maybe they can hold that lead. Amen. Thank you. Finally, the last one. You're in a hurry. Let me ask you something. Do you drive better or worse when you're in a hurry? Be honest. Way worse. You take curves. You cut people off. You don't look. I once uh, was teaching, I'm sorry, Reed, I'm going to share uh, when you were 15 learning to drive, pulling out of Walmart. And we're pulling out of Walmart right out here, and the light's red, and she just goes. <laughs> turned right. Coming out of Walmart, turned right on 10th or whatever, Main Street, whatever that is. 
and I about had a heart attack. I'm trying to grab, but let me tell you, when, when things happen, you can't grab fast enough. What are you doing? I went right on red. What does red mean? Stop. Look. If it's clear, go. Oh. We've not read the manual. When you get in a hurry, oh, uh, Cody and Jen, where are y'all? Y'all not in here? Huh? Oh, they're showing their house. Well, they got three. They're going to die that I tell you all this. Traffic violations this week. (laughs) That's what they get for leaving. Two speeding tickets and one not wearing a (laughs) seatbelt. Oh, they're going to kill me. But you get in trouble. You get in a hurry, you you miss things. One of the worst things that I can get in a hurry on is when my schedule gets so bad that I miss things with my kids. Because you can't get those back. And they don't forget it. And they're they're not sitting there holding grudges against me. But it has impact. It has relational impact when, when I miss because I'm in a hurry. When I miss according to Scripture, what happens when I miss spiritually? I do stupid stuff with my wife. I make bad decisions with my family. I make bad decisions in my job. When I've run empty spiritually, when I've run empty financially, I make bad decisions. I can't do the things that I want to do. And sometimes I I try to tweak in an area and that area suffers horribly because I just, I had to have it and I had to pull from that other reserve. Marriages struggle, relationships with kids struggle, with families, with friends. When we get in a hurry, one of the worst things that can happen is for, let's say Justin and I have a meeting and I get in a hurry and I just don't call him and I don't show up. Now, he knows me, and we know how to work through things, but it still creates damage. As much as we want to be able to overlook and love each other, it still hurts, and it'll still put in the back of my mind, hmm, I can't count on him, and he's not thinking about me. He doesn't care about me. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Can can you see what happens when we're in a hurry? I want to encourage you this week, and I'm just going to close right here. I want to encourage you this week to try to look at the parallels of your life of your gas tank running empty, because I believe 100% in this room has some area in their life that is falling short. That doesn't have to. If you will just start getting in the Word, if you will just start doing some praying, if you will start doing some planning... Ask God to give you wisdom. Hey, pastor, I'm not a good planner. That's no excuse. I'm sorry. That's not an excuse. God has created you to be able to walk through this life abundantly, not coming up short in every area. 
God loves you. He's paid every price for you. The answers are here. The answers are with his spirit within you. And the answers are right here in this body. Right here in this body. I'm going to close by giving a big shout out. Um, Can you hand me a first time guest? Brandon has worked so hard. He talks about the blue. You have no idea how hard he has worked preparing this and all the things that so many people within this church that are volunteering in the background working so hard for this body. He has worked so hard to to get rid of our old one and, and in with the new. And I just want to let you know that your hard work, what you're doing is appreciated. We love you. We've got so many great volunteers that are working so hard here in this church. I want to encourage you, get connected. Be a part of a small group. Be a part of a group to where that you can maybe let your guard down and maybe let people in a little bit. Because you know what? There's help. It says in Scripture that He is our very present help in time of need. That happens through the body. That happens through the Word. That happens through His Spirit. So I want to encourage you, as we're looking at running out of gas, start taking account of your life financially, emotionally, spiritually. Um, uh, what, What else did I say? Relationally. Let's get our tank full. There's nothing like a full tank. There's nothing like a freezer full of meat. Right? makes my wife happy. When my wife's happy, I'm happy. But when my wife's relationally empty between the two of us and I'm empty, buddy, it's, it's bad. We all stand up with me. Father, I just thank you for today. I just ask you, Lord, to help us identify these places where we're running empty, where we're struggling, where we're hurting. Lord, put us in a position to be able to share that with someone and maybe get some help from each other. God, I know that you have this body here to be able to help one another. Help us to be good listeners. Help us to not be in such a hurry that we can't connect with with one another. Lord, as we're we're here today, and you may be here today and say, I've never even made that first-time connection with Christ. Listen, there's good news. Jesus Christ died for you. Paid the price that you deserved to pay for your sin, for your struggle. He paid that price for you so that you might receive his reward, his inheritance. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want to encourage you. I believe in your spirit right now. There's something in you that's saying, no, but I know it's true. I can't explain it. Do you know why? It's because God created you. And he created you to receive him. Right now where you sit, just accept him. Just say, I receive you, Christ, as my Lord and Savior. And I make a commitment today to start filling my tank with your word, with your spirit, and with your body. Father God, help us to find a way to connect to be a part of what it is that you're doing. Now, God, bless our fellowship. Bless our time as we leave from here today and give us a great week, just breakthrough week. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.